Welcome to Break the Routine Podcast presented by Chef Region 7. On our podcast, we'll talk with guests on various topics that range from professional development to personal growth. We want to share stories that many can relate to and that our audience can feel a sense of ease when they hear how others got to where they are. Please stay tuned to future episodes. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of our podcast. It's been one, it's been a while since we've had one of these, but uh, before we get into the, our topic and who we have talking with us today, I did want to go over some updates. We have officially kicked off our 2022-2023 uh, fiscal year, so it's a whole brand new year. It is the second year for us in the regional team, so we have a lot of great things planned and you know, going to be announcing very shortly. Uh, we just recently released for this month our newsletter, so a lot of the stuff coming up will be in there. So feel free to check that out and see what's going on. Um, registration for the National Convention should be starting any day now. So be on the alerts for that. You can go on their website and sign up for notifications, find out when registration is kicking off. Uh, once we get more information on rates and prices and all that good stuff, we'll go ahead and let everybody know. Um, and we are going to be having our first social of the year and on August the 4th. It's going to be going on at the same time as the President's Summit for NILA. Um, so anyone in the Orlando area, if you're local, feel free to come. We'll be posting it more on our social media. It is on our newsletter that went out today. So we would love to have anybody, anybody from Region 7 who's here, whether you're in an internship or you're coming back from your internship, feel free to come, meet us all on the regional team. It'd be a great time just to chill, relax, all that good stuff. But other than that, I didn't want to get into this topic because it is a little important. Uh, we did push it off a little bit because we had a lot of stuff going on, a lot of stuff we had to adjust uh, too, with people leaving, people moving, you know, graduation for a lot of people. But I think it's a very important topic because for many of you who just recently graduated or you were within the time frame of like at least a year of really transitioning from being a student to a professional now working, I wanted to talk to somebody who is literally in that same process right now as we speak and kind of just talk about what that experience has been like, share with all of you guys listening and hopefully, you know, you guys feel a little bit better that you have people who are either going through that or have gone through that to make your transition a little bit easier. So this is going to be a very raw, no prep conversation because this person I get along with a lot and we have a really cool conversation. So obviously we don't need to prep. We just go ahead and talk. So you know her, you love her. She's the second in command, my partner in crime, Mariana Avila, a regional student representative. Hi, Mari. Hello. How are you doing today? How's everybody doing today? I hope everyone that's listening is doing well. And then hopefully it's not raining too much where you're at because it's raining cats and dogs out here all day, every day. It's a little crazy. Um, but as Andres was mentioning, I am Mariana Avila. I am the regional student representative. I was the regional re student representative last year and I loved it so much that I ran again because um, Andres would probably perish without me let's be honest <laughs> <laughs> and um uh right now i'm currently working as a tldp analyst uh for johnson and johnson specifically in johnson and johnson technology for uh, vision or vision care specifically so anything related to acubu astig all the contact lenses if you wear contact lenses by johnson and johnson I work for the supply chain technologies for that and just in the manufacturing facility. We have a huge facility out here in Jacksonville. So it's been really cool to, um, to be in like a completely different environment because all my other jobs have been um, in like quality engineering and quality management. So now I'm fully, I have fully pivoted my career into tech. 
so I'm learning a lot and it's been a lot of training I've been in here for about a month but it's been a lot of fun and just getting to know everybody too nice so as you can imagine with everything that Marina just explained she's literally in the process of one not only starting a new job but Mm -hmm. moving to a new location and oh yeah no one can see but I can see a bunch of boxes in her room right now she's Mm -hmm. still in the process of getting adjusted but Uh (laughs) (laughs) the the first thing I think everyone wants to know and I guess I'll, I'll, I'll set it up like with a lot of people who are about to graduate, they're super excited. And, you know, with that one year leading up to that, whether you're, in, you're going to the conferences, you're trying to get a job, that offer. So when you yeah. cross the stage, you're chill, you're relaxed, you know, you're going to have something ready to go. That's a big high for everybody. And that's mm-hmm. obviously, you know, super cool, especially if you have an offer. But now when that high ends and you're leading up to whether you're talking to the company, you're, you're talking about moving or whatever, what is going through your head at that time? Now that graduation is done, mm-hmm. what is that process like? I mean, it's it's definitely, uh, you know, this is going to be a very raw conversation. You know, we're no BS type of people with each other. And I feel that that's going to reflect a lot in this episode. It's been extremely overwhelming, like in both good ways and bad ways, because overwhelming doesn't necessarily need to have a negative connotation to it. It's been, uh, but I'm going to speak about the negatives first, uh, just so I can end in a high note. But essentially, like my moving was delayed um, for a while. So when I first got here, I had nothing with me. I was sleeping in an air mattress, going to work and just adapting to the new schedule, not really knowing anybody. Uh, luckily, I've made really good friends with some of the people at the UNF chapter. Uh, shout out to Ernesto and Fernando, who've been pretty much my my adoptive parents while I've been here in the past couple of weeks. They've taken good care of me. Um, but it was a little bit overwhelming to have to move by myself. I had moved before, you know, I came from Colombia, then I I moved to Orlando. But in both instances, I had the support of like friends because at the time, like another person was moving with me and things like that, right? Uh, In this particular case, I was fully on my own. And so uh, the first couple of days were rough emotionally because I was just like, oh my God, am I gonna, am I I gonna adapt to this? Like, is this gonna be, you know, the right place for me? But now that that feeling has kind of subsided and I've been getting to know people, I've been getting to know the city, I've moved to Jacksonville. Um, and this place out here is so pretty. I live 10 minutes away from the beach, like 15 minutes away from Riverside. There's so many things to explore. I, re- I live right behind like the town center. So right across the street, I have like a whole bunch of different places. I love eating. Eating is my hobby. I love trying new places. So I've been just like trying new things. And uh, this is something that I've been telling um, my friends that have checked up on me in the last couple of weeks. And it's just like, I can't believe that this is now my life. Like, um, and I guess like that's the positive, overwhelming side of things, right? Like, I can't believe that I have both the time because when you get your full time, you know, you're working for 40 hours and then the rest of the hours out of your week are yours to do with them what you will. 
and that's something that I am not very used to. I'm used to being like always doing something at all times, like studying deadlines, classes, uh, senior design that last semester. That was crazy, you know. And the fact that now, like, I am able to take time for myself and just enjoy my time and reaping all of those, um, you know, all that effort. I guess that that has been the overwhelmingly good thing. <laughs> But yeah, still getting used to everything, though. Yeah, you hit a good point. The whole realizing you have now time for other things mm -hmm. besides other, like when you're in school, it's either you have classes all day. Mm -hmm. When you don't have classes, you're either studying for something, you either have to go do it, either you have a job or whatever it is you're doing. So yeah. yeah, one of the first things I did, well, my experience is a little different because I was commuting from, from Orlando to Melbourne, which is like an hour away from my first job. So when I get home, it was like six or seven. So my time was either just relaxing and eating and then whatever, whatever, would, yeah, whatever would happen. But I did find a time where I was like, when I got used to it, I realized, right, now I know what I can do at that time, whatever it literally mm -hmm. was, just finding hobbies. And I think I met a lot of people, and you, you said it, like, like people we know and people I know that have done this transition is like, they don't know what to do with themselves. Mm -hmm. And for me, like, I guess my difference is, is that I always had hobbies. And when I was in school, those hobbies just kind of got pushed to the side because I had to be in school. But once... Yeah. I started, you know, now working, those hobbies came back. So I never felt like I didn't really know what to do on myself. Yes. Until like probably before the pandemic, that's a whole other story. But like, yeah. <laughs> there's a whole other ep yeah, podcast episode. <laughs> But like, I always find it interesting for people like you. And you say, you know, you like to eat and you know, find out new places you can try. Have you started to think about, okay, what can I do now? Like, yeah. Oh, 100%. So you've probably seen, you follow me on Instagram. So you probably, I don't know if I have you in close friends, but I like, I have to add you to my close friends. I am so I'm sorry. For you. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I love to cook. Again, I love to eat and I love to cook. Like growing up, my mom had a restaurant, actually a couple of restaurants growing up. So I grew up in the kitchen cooking and finding new flavors and everything. And for the longest time while I was, you know, like pursuing my bachelor's, I didn't necessarily have as much time to like cook or put effort into my meals and um, nourish my body in that sense, right? But since I got here, first and foremost, my kitchen is huge compared to the one I had in my college apartment. Uh, I had a really tiny kitchen back then. So um, Now I have like a big kitchen. I have like all my like appliances and everything. And it's been inspired me to cook once more. And I've made so many cool things lately. And everything that I make is coming out amazing. And I've been making like the craziest things like today and just like just to make everybody's like hopefully, you know, it's not close. It's not close to dinner time. So you guys, you know, will eat something closer or whatever. But I made myself like a beef, like the craziest things, like just like a beef Asian inspired flavor bowl with chili garlic, couscous and butter garlic, like the butter garlic uh, broccoli, like never in my life would I have done that while I was in school, you know, because I wouldn't have the time to cook all of that. 
uh, I would probably make myself a sandwich and be out the door immediately. So mm-hmm. um, that's been a, an amazing thing for me and my mental health. I love cooking. It puts me in like a send mode. And then also um, for the longest time, I kind of like, my I grew up as a religious person. It just kind of like my relationship with God kind of went in the back burner. So I guess like I've just been taking more time to like, hey, like, you know, it's Sunday. I don't really have um much to do but I'm gonna make this like my day to like nourish my relationship with God and go to church at -hmm. least two times a month before I wouldn't be able to do that because on Sundays I would be like oh my god I have 300 deadlines I have to submit all the homeworks ah freaking out you know so it's been um it's been pretty great and working out too I've been working out I joined my first race which I know you like to run oh snap so now I'm going to, we're probably going to start doing some virtual races together. I think oh, yeah. there's potential for that. That'd be cool. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, they definitely came back, but I guess I just wanted to ask you now that so we're, we're both going through transitions at the moment because, you know, I'm going from student to employee, but you're going from one company to the other in like a completely different industry. So I wanted to ask you, like, how has those routines that you built while you were at Northrop, how have they changed now that you're at Disney since they're like two completely different industries? And I'm guessing yeah. your hours are now different since you don't have to commute yeah. <laughs> all the way to Melbourne. Well, the thing, the thing with, with uh, that's a good question. So, yeah, for people who don't know, I think we mentioned it before. In beginning of this year, I transitioned from working at Norfolk Grumman and to, to Disney, which is 100%, like you said, 360, not related whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, from a routine perspective, it's, it's interesting because by the time I left Norfolk, even though I had a very positive experience with the company, I have nothing bad to say. The job I was doing, the work was just not exciting me. So my routine became more of just doing the job and then clocking out at the end of the day. So I got to the point where I just was like, I already know what to do. I don't care. I'll do it. Done. When I got to Disney, however, there is genuinely an excitement of going to work because the, the stuff that I'm working on is cool. So it's more of like, I want to do good. I want to have a good routine. So I know I do the job well. Mm-hmm. When I started, I, you know, I brought in some ideas. They're very welcoming to the ideas and they kind of put me as a lead in implementing those ideas on the team. Mm-hmm. So these last few months have been really me standing that up, you know, learning about the t- company more internally, how things work, who to talk to, who not to talk to, and just building honestly a reputation so quickly mm-hmm. with what I'm trying to do that now, like literally two days ago, I presented to our, our, managers managers manager of the stuff that i've been working on on tableau which is one of the things i brought onto the team and there, he was super excited about it and then now we have set up for like in two weeks to present to like the or the orlando like walt disney world people like the top of the top people wow. so i'm kind of like hey so there's a lot of like there's a lot of like it's been such a it's been such a weird and I'm glad that you brought it up because that's kind of how I've been feeling is like it's been such a weird transition because I went from mm-hmm. being doing like just day-to-day whatever to like no I'm doing something like this is cool and I have to be on top of it because if I if I fall behind because I'm, I'm I'm the one in charge of it now so it's like mm-hmm. I have to be on top of it so 
from that aspect, there's that. From an industry to industry, the one thing I will be honest about is people just seem more happy. I don't know what it is. This is just nothing against like the defense industry. It's just people seem more enthusiastic. Mm-hmm. There are days like any other place that are like, oh, I kind of don't want to work today. That's typical. That's normal. But there is a genuine like, I don't know. There's just there's just something about it. And that's, I found that weird because working when I would go to work at Northrop, people some people loved it. People love it. They're diehard. Go for it. Whatever. But there just wasn't that same kind of spark to be honest. Yeah. So there, it kind of feeds into me now. So now mm-hmm. when people ask me like what do you do? I'm like, well, it's not, it's not an easy question. Cause I could be working one day on these Tableau dashboards for the whole global Disney operations, or one day I could just be working on building strategy for my particular team. So there's like a, mm-hmm. there's like an amazing excitement now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in, in terms of, again, I don't want to go too long, but the, in terms of the routine, Good. it's really fed into like what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And what I've been able to bring in is obviously they wanted me in because of whatever I learned outside of Disney. So I'm able to mm-hmm. bring that stuff in yeah. and I can tell them, Hey, this works. This doesn't work type of thing. You know, that's why I didn't like about defense, but I think if we use it here, it's going to help us. So it's, it's kind of that type of things, which is I, honestly, I'm pretty happy with it. I'm, I can't complain. Yeah. Yeah. Like similarly for me, like I'm working in an area that I might not necessarily have as much experience in but I do have like a project because I'm working in intelligent automation and robotic process automation Mm -hmm. and you know I'm an industrial engineer I definitely don't have as much (laughs) experience coding or doing any of these things as somebody in computer science so obviously I'm still learning and training and doing Mm -hmm. um, a lot of like just compliance training as well really Mm -hmm. but um it's interesting to see how when you work somewhere else and you have a different experience, how regardless of the industry that's going to come into play somehow, because, you know, I have zero experience in intelligent automation, but I'm an industrial engineer and I know what a supply chain works like. And I know like manufacturing engineering and all these crazy things, quality engineering. And um, now I'm working in supply chain technology so I am able to kind of bridge those two things together and learn about the technology while already having the supply chain knowledge. So mm-hmm. um, you know, sometimes it, it just takes a leap of faith, I guess, <laughs> and just trying those th- things out because you never know when, like, where you're going to be happy and if you're going to be happy at, like, your workplace. But there's, like, instances where things like, what is going on with us like you know we might not know everything but it makes you genuinely excited to learn because the company makes you at least for me it makes me excited to like learn all of these things and getting that experience yeah and the thing is 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 what I've appreciated from the people I'm working with is they're so aware that Mm -hmm. I'm not getting the typical onboarding experience that would Mm -hmm. normally happen if there was not a pandemic because apparently from what I've heard, when there's no pandemic, they bring you in, the, you, you meet Mickey, like there's this whole process that they tell you, I didn't get that, unfortunately. But yeah. they've been so cool. And like, like, well, the first few weeks, my boss took me to to Walt Disney World. And I don't, for people who don't know, there's like a huge underground tunnel city that works under 
Walt Disney, like Magic Kingdom, for example. So like everything that comes in and out of Disney comes through that tunnel underground. So I got to go in there and I was just so amazed to see, and I don't know if it's the IE in me and you can probably relate is like seeing how every little process works to make this mm-hmm. whole thing work. You know, that for me excited me like, wow, all these little details. And even to things like, like a few weeks ago, our team uh, director took us to, to the star Wars land in, in Hollywood studios and they showed us how one of the popular rides work. And like underneath, you see the machines, you see how they do the maintenance and you kind of go, wow, like this is, this is the functionality to make this, what, 10 minute ride work. Like it's just the engineering behind it is amazing. Yeah. So to be a part of that, you kind of go, this is kind of cool. And when I go to the parks just to chill or whatever, I kind of look at, I go on the rides that I know how they work now. I kind of mm. go, you know, like this is I'm geeking out a little bit, like not just because of what's <laughs> happening, but like I know what's going on behind all this. Yeah. So. Yeah. For me, I've, I've got like a similar experience because, well, from my previous experience, uh, um, I guess like a facility like that before was at Amazon. And the process was extremely like high. T- well, it was ac- actually 100% manual work. Like everybody was doing, like people were doing the whole processing mm-hmm. of the packages. And now that I, I, I haven't gotten the chance to actually see the facility in person because we have to complete like 300 freaking hours of, <laughs> of compliance training. Uh, I'm done with it. But the person that was going to give me a tour is sick right now. So mm-hmm. I got to wait for another week or two to get my, my actual in-person tour. But um, from what I've seen, it's insane to see like how they take like th- it's literally like a goo, like just like mm-hmm. literally like I don't even know how to explain it. It's literally like white goo. They just put it and then somehow on the other side, this perfect, beautiful, crystal clear contact lens comes out and it changes the life of so many people right because right? right, right. i work i work in vision care but we also work with surgical care so the lenses that they use for the people with cataracts like those are created as well and it's wow. just like insane that wow i am helping change people's lives like literally change the quality of life for so many people that usually would just go on to like finish their life cycle let's mm-hmm. put it that way without being able to see mm-hmm. so um to me it has been like an incredible experience and i bet for you since you get to see them in person as well like all of this rights and all the there's like obviously for the user experience at disney what you see is all perfectly placed everything is millimetrically calculated so i bet the behind the scenes of it all it, 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 it is crazy you know kind of like what you're saying like we're not saving lives but there is a and it may sound cheesy but having gone through this process you realize that all this stuff is done just to make people have a good time mm-hmm. which in the end of the day that's not a bad job to have like why not bring people joy why not have to work to something that you know and, and i'll be honest we're working at Northrop, and i got to see a lot of cool stuff you know i got to see playing i got to see certain things that i'm not allowed to talk about but in the end of the day, it's adding to a, something I'm not 100% mm-hmm. passionate about. Yeah. When you get to something like this, when you see like the functionality of this ride, that if it goes down just for like five minutes, it's going to delay an hour of 
people getting into this thing and there's like an urgency to make it happen and get it as quickly back up as possible so we don't lose the joy of it and obviously there's a financial side of it but in the end of the day if this doesn't work and people don't enjoy it people are not going to come back that's just mm-hmm. the bottom line so i don't know it's it, kind of like you said it's just it's such um knowing what it's adding to or it's going to it adds to the joy of like cool yes. this is going to something so yes 100 percent. like i know like i've never used contact lenses because i honestly don't even know how to put them on and i don't want to put my <laughs> eyeball out um but i know how impactful it is to a lot of people's lives both to the quality of life in terms of their health and everything but also to like their confidence like we like I get to see some of like the testimonials and things that they do um and it's just it's just so cool to get to see how many people's life we're impacting because just in the site that I'm at we produce like 10 million contact lenses a year and that is just one of our sites I also support Limerick which is in Ireland and they produce like 15 16 million a year which is insane. Like that is like just the volume and the scope of what we're doing is, is crazy. And I never thought that, you know, I'm just like, I'm just an analyst. It's not going to mm-hmm. be that big of a deal, mm-hmm. but you know, um, then when you actually get to see those things in person, that's when you realize the impact of the work that you do, regardless of where you are at in your journey in corporate America, <laughs> mm-hmm. there's always, you know, you're making an impact somewhere. Yeah. And that's, it's just, it's been a great, like, I, again, I, I keep saying it and it's just, I can't believe that this is my life <laughs> in like the best way possible. Yeah. And, and, and I'm glad you brought that up because like a year ago, this was not even in the thought process like I didn't like I think I mentioned before I was not thinking about a new career new job until like October of last year and even then not knowing it was going to happen this fast it's just been a whole so I never really put it that way it's like I I never put it like I can't believe this is where I'm at now because I can't believe Mm -hmm. everything has lined up so I don't want to say perfect but like so Mm -hmm. the best case scenario type of thing Mm -hmm. you know so like, yes. like, I don't, I mean, my boss is like, you know, we, we have to go into the work, to the office once a week. And some people are like, oh, why do we have to be here just for meetings? Sometimes we can just be this at home. And I can agree with that. But there are part of me is like, I don't mind going to Disney to work. Like, I don't mind going in there. <laughs> I would love people. to go to Disney to work. Yeah, oh. like, I, don't, I honestly don't mind. I mean, I'm probably, I'll probably get old after a while. But for me, it's like, if I'm going to go here, I'm going to take advantage. I want to meet people. I'm going to. Have my meetings which I'm, I'm very face-to-face i like to meet people mm-hmm. like that but anyway yeah. like i don't know i just it's been it's been a cool and I'm, I'm and we can get into like the beginnings of my other journey but to get to this point after in like what six years of my career after mm-hmm. graduating I'm, I'm set i'm cool and i'm really excited to stay with the company as long as i can right now it's been positive i won't say you know, yeah knock on wood how long it will be but most people i've met when they get in, they stay there. And like, I'm mm. starting to see why. Hopefully it stays that way. So we'll see. Yeah. I feel like that's something that I've, I've experienced more here than everywhere else that I've worked at is like here at, at J&J, there's like what they call the for lifers. 
Mm. Like, there's people that have been here for, like, significantly longer than I've been alive type of thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because people just genuinely enjoy the work that they do. And there is so much opportunity for growth, like even at the beginning. And this is something that you were mentioning before. So I kind of want to bring it back. Like here, they they've given me a lot of freedom in terms of what I want to do with my leadership, um, like experiences. Mm -hmm. And that brings me a lot of joy because, you know, like I am involved in Shep, obviously, with Mm -hmm. you. And I wanted to bring that somehow because that's so deeply, um, I guess, aligned with my values. And so I knew that I wanted to do something with recruiting. I knew that I wanted to, um, I am all about communities. We both are. And so from the beginning, like they were like, okay, what do you want to do with, they basically told me out of your, the 100% of the time that you're going to be here, invest 20% of the time on what you want to do and where you want to grow. We want to see you develop as a leader and we want to see where you can take this. And I'm like, okay, perfect. Say less. So immediately, like, I'm going to be recruiting. I'm actually going to be recruiting at the Chef National Convention. So <laughs> if you go to the Johnson Johnson booth, I'm going to be re- reviewing resumes and maybe doing interviews, just FYI. Um, I'm so but... excited to see how tired you're going to be at the end of the <laughs> I know I was I was I was talking so my my mentor who was my recruiter back in the day um she was like yeah so you're gonna be doing both things I think you're probably gonna die but you're gonna be fine <laughs> and I'm like, thank you that was very encouraging yeah. <laughs> but yeah like immediately after I started um and I was gonna tell you about this but I guess I'll just bring it up now um you know we get like a mentor assigned from the program Mm -hmm. uh that i'm part of so she already graduated from the program but she's very heavily involved and she's all about community like i am um she wanted to get involved with shep so now i'm getting her into shep hopefully she'll be able to um start doing some more things with shep but she was like i want to start a community within a vision in general we have sites all over the world but i have no idea what's going on anywhere else Mm-hmm. And I get the chance to work with the global team. So I do know what's happening in other sites. But, you know, I didn't know that that wasn't the experience for everybody. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, if you want to start a community, let's do it. And two weeks into the job, and I've been here for a month, bro. I've only been here for a month. <laughs> I was presenting, again, like you were mentioned, like I was presenting to my manager's manager's manager. Mm-hmm. And like... Uh, pitching the idea to them and being like, hey, this is what I would like to do with Sophia, who's um, my mentor. Like, this is what we're trying to do. We're trying, we're trying to create a global community. We're trying to encourage, um, like, outside of work, like, type of relationships. Because, you know, if you're working with friends, like we are here, like what we do, you work so much better and so much more efficiently. And we have this running joke that we're always on the same wavelength on things because <laughs> we generally get along as people mm-hmm. and people might not necessarily feel that way when they're at work. Right. And they were like, we love it. Like this were their exact words. Like just tell us how much money you need and we'll give it to you somehow. Wow. Like, That's I was rare. Like, yeah. That's rare. That's yeah. extremely rare. And, um, the fact that, that I guess that also brings out the point, like the fact that bigger companies like this are willing to invest so much in the employee experience um, and making sure that 
like the employees are doing well as individuals, not as employees, that's extremely valuable and, to me. And that's a, that's a recent, from what I've noticed so far, that's a very recent attitude a lot of companies yes. are taking. Because when I started Northrop, again, not, not speaking badly, but I love that, that leadership and opportunities that were given to me. It was really about the team I was working with. It's really about the mm-hmm. people at the time. Because even though the company promote, you know, promotes like rotational programs for you to experience different yeah. teams and you know, all these things, and they, they want you to get involved in groups and whatever, I, there was also never a feeling like, all right, we want you to it do was, this. It was more like, yeah. if you want to do it, that's great. That, that will add to your review at the end of the year. Good for yeah. you, buddy. But like, I give core kudos my first few years of my, my work at Norfolk was to the team and my manager at the time, because they really were into that. They loved that I was involved in ship. They loved that. Like, now I remember it's a funny story. I got involved. I was part of the, the central Florida professional chapter. And at that, around that time I became the president of the chapter and my boss was, you know, he was into that. He's like, he loves all that stuff. And, and we actually pitched him to our, our manager's manager funding to go to recruit at a chef at the, com- at the, com- at the conference. And that was his first conference. So we both went representing our team here in Melbourne mm-hmm. at the time to Seattle. And when I first saw him there, he's like, man, this is amazing. He's like having an amazing time. I was like, yeah, dude, yeah. This, this, is, this is what it is, man. So he was always kind of championed that. But to go to your point, like there was also, that was just him. I never felt that coming from like other people, teams, like the other directors or like, it was all about the business, which I understand it's, you know, whatever. But I think, and I think one of the reasons I did leave, and this will be the one con I will say about Northrop was by the time I was getting ready to think about leaving, mm-hmm. I was already like working on trying to get a promotion. And there was always this whole sense of like, you're always competing with the next guy, which is a hundred percent true everywhere else. Yeah. But there was never a sense of like, well, help me stand out, like help me like, what do I need to do to stand out to get these yeah. promotions? So it was always like, there's always this hassle to do that. And, and I feel like here, it's more about, listen, if you do the work and it's, it is going to help the, the company and the team or whatever, you're going to get something. You're going to get either the heck next level up. You're going to get the, the, the bonus. You're going to get whatever it is you need. Mm-hmm. And like you just said, there is a sense of like, we want you to grow. We want you to bring in ideas we want you to challenge your ideas which i get mm-hmm. told a lot which i would love to do i'm just not used to and my, my currently i actually had that happen two weeks yes. ago when i was presenting my dashboards i was like she was like please like challenge it we brought you on to challenges and i was like listen I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you i'm still learning a little bit but i'm just also learning this whole idea of like being able to challenge things because and the defense industry they're all about if this ain't broke, we're not going to try to fix it. It's already working. Mm-hmm. And it's very hard, very hard sometimes to bring in a new tool or a new idea. And they're like, you know, it's already working. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, this could be better. It could be better. I have not had that experience whatsoever so far at Disney. Yeah, that's and- crazy. The same. Th- I was literally thinking the same thing the other day. Like, how, like I, it's, it's so strange to not be like, like, you know, I guess I'm going to call it like cookie cutter work. Mm-hmm. In the sense of like, okay, I have, I know I got my work cut out for me. I know what I have to do. I know exactly how I'm going to do it. And that's it. Like, here's like, no, like, 
you know, it's working. It's fine. I guess, like, you know, it's not breaking and falling into mm -hmm. pieces. But if you can make it better, do it. Like, just mm -hmm. take the initiative. Mm -hmm. I guess it, it, that's, it's getting hard. It, it's a little hard to get used to. Mm -hmm. um, and I know there's people who have worked at Disney that I know who may have not had the most positive experience. And I think yeah, even though some companies are, are trying to, like we just mentioned, bring you in and want you to be you know, innovative or whatever, it really boils down to the team people you're working with. Because yes. it's the mentality. If, if they're not willing to get out of their own heads and welcome that idea, yeah. then you, no matter where you work, you're going to have that cookie cutter, okay, I don't want to do this type of thing. So, Yeah. Like, like yeah, that's, I 100% agree with that. Like, right now in my team, everybody's like, oh, like, we don't know absolutely anything about RPA. So even though you know very little, you know very significantly more mm -hmm. than we do. So if you have any ideas, let us know. Like, if you have any suggestions, let us know. And these are people, like, these are my managers, site leads, all these people. And they're, like, looking at me to be, like, oh, if you have any ideas, like, again, challenge us. Challenge what's, like, challenge the status quo. And that's something that they say a lot. Challenge mm -hmm. the status quo because that's how you... How, that's how the business innovates and at the end of the day it is a business mm -hmm. and what we're doing is to drive the business so there's obviously a strategy behind it all but the fact that you know I am a month into the job again and I'm still getting used to things but even with the little knowledge that I had and the little training that I've had if I have any ideas they they they're all ears for that and I've never experienced that before I think Like it's a little crazy and it's, I guess it's I weird. just, I want to, it's so <laughs> weird. And I, I want to talk a little bit more about that because it's definitely a learning curve, not only in terms of the training, but your mentality catching up to, to that as well. Because I guess I wanted to ask you, how has it been adapting, like changing, like, your mindset since you were mentioning like okay I know what I have to do and you're just going through the motions of your job so like now having to be like oh my god I have to come up with with ideas I have I have to drive my success right well one of the things 100% the one of the things that's helped me with that is what we're doing right now with chef mm -hmm. because there's a lot of, and I thought about this the other day there's a lot of parallels of what I'm doing now with work before I'm doing chef So as you know, and for those who are listening, these last few months have been planning, have been everybody doing their part, thinking what we're going to do this next year, strategizing, essentially. Mm -hmm. Literally, I'm doing that right now at work. It's like I was brought on to also improve our processes as a team because we're supporting global teams all over the, all over the world. So how do we make our job more efficient so that one thing, if we get new people, how are they going to know? Mm -hmm. how are they going to learn how we do things because i'm learning things by fire i'm learning things as they come the not, there's yeah. no there's barely little like this is what you have to expect so mm -hmm. i'm helping build that strategy so a lot of it is thanks to chef and what we do here in the region we're able i'm able to kind of be able to which honestly i enjoy i love i love planning i love coming up ideas trying to push the limits a little bit and they're they're welcoming that which is 100 i'm grateful for which is a counter to Norfolk where they weren't so welcome. So I would honestly lean more to Shep to get that joy of planning and doing all these mm -hmm. things we did last year because I wasn't getting that work. Now I'm yeah. kind of like, all right, which one do I have to do today? Which one's a priority? Which I told you before we start the recording was 
today was just shit a little bit more than usual because I have to get that done too. Yeah. But that mentality, like I mentioned earlier, I'm just still not used to the whole welcoming of, you know, challenge us, criticize us, please. Like mentioning these strategy meetings, when I sat down with my manager before I brought it up to the entire team of like what my ideas were, he was like, this sounds amazing. This is what we want. Just keep coming. And I'm like, what else can I do? I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm kind of baby stepping it because I don't want to go to a point where like, I'm going way too out what they're, what they want. You know, like my ideas could probably go way too crazy, but breaking that mentality where they want me to go crazy. And then they'll tell me if they can or cannot. Mm-hmm. We haven't gone to that point. So I'm still like, okay, can I go here? Can I go here? Can I go here? Type of thing. Yeah. It's, it's weird. I don't know when, I don't know when it'll be when, when I get over it, maybe after this big meeting I mentioned earlier that I had with the director, directors of like the site of how yeah. my dashboards are, are taken. We'll see. But everyone so far has been so welcoming and so open to those ideas that it's just been such a weird, weird experience. Cause when I was at Norfolk, there were just ideas. And I'll be honest, I was part of our team where we brought in very new ideas and they were really well received, but it took a lot of proving that they were going to be mm-hmm. received. Like it took a lot of work to prove that this was worth the while here. It's like, listen, bring it in, give us an, and I guess I'll say this, having gone through the experience at Norfolk of having to prove it, I knew coming into bringing new ideas at Disney, having some sort of evidence already ready to go to mm-hmm. show that it's worthwhile. Yes. Like I mentioned earlier, they were using Tableau. And I said, hey, listen, let me let me try this with Tableau. Let me just, I'm used to it. I know how to use it. Let me play with it a little bit. And I showed them within a day what they were. I was able to do with it. And they're like, oh my God, this is amazing. What if we do this? I'm like, well, you can. So then it became this whole initiative to bring Tableau into our team. But like, that's, that's the thing is, I guess, having gone through Northrop, learning to, to know how to fight for an idea, I can now go into this going like, maybe I don't have to fight as hard. Yeah. Just give them a little taste and then, then just give them the whole dinner type of thing. Yeah. And I think like, so since we've like this conversation, whenever we have conversations, we just kind of yeah. <laughs> branch out. But tying it back to... um like it, what it is from going from like student to to joining the workforce it's you know when we're in school all of our problems and all of our homework and everything we do like in most cases is going to have a right answer right and we just have to justify that right answer and so at coming from that to this mentality of um you know challenge the status quo the right answer is just one of the right answers mm. and it might not be the right answer for every case. Mm-hmm. So challenge it. Like that's kind of like um, where you have to, I guess, like, like you were mentioning, like that's where you baby step it and see like, okay, this is the right, the first right answer I'm coming up with, but you have to look further beyond that. Um, Cause there's so many alternatives, like real world problems don't have, a singular right answer mm-hmm. there's always more than one so adapting yeah. to that is it's definitely gonna take some baby stepping but uh that's, that's the thing you brought up yeah going back to the student to professional we don't they don't teach us at that, that, that school yeah they don't really teach us until maybe 
senior design. But even then, you're based on what the company you're assigned to wants. Exactly. And you're stuck like, oh, okay. And I don't even get into much senior design. There's a whole other thing. But like, oh, yeah. yeah. The thing is, is like at school, you're taught to do the work, meet the deadline. That's it. Pass the exam. You're good to go. When you get to the office, this happens now that I've been doing this for a long time. This happens to a lot of people I've met who've transitioned. They just don't know when to begin to take those baby steps. Start to challenge, like you said, the status quo. Ask yeah. questions. That happened to me. I was just like, all right, what do you want me to do? And I'm like, well, this is your basic work, but like bring in your ideas. I'm like, I don't know how to, I don't know, what are ideas? I don't know how to do ideas because at school, they kill that they absolutely yeah. just like you know and they kill that creative bug that we have as children mm-hmm. and um you know at ucf we are lucky to have like the whole leadership and innovation class and that has been one of my favorite classes oh, yeah. so far because it challenged the that idea of like there's one right answer you know there's so many different directions that you can go with everything in life And I guess that's kind of like what I've been trying to carry into the new job. Just like, okay, like I'm not just here performing tasks. I'm not just here, you know, um, like getting coffee for somebody. I never did that. But like in mm-hmm. the sense of like, that's usually the mentality that a lot of people have surrounding intern- internships. Just like, okay, like they're just here for a little bit. Um, let's just give them something to keep them busy. Um, and that's it. But here is like, okay, like, like you were mentioning, you drive your own success, you drive mm-hmm. your own work, you have to, like, you have to put in effort. Uh, and in that effort, it's not just getting one answer. So getting used to that is going to take a while. And I think it, like, I guess, I don't know, like you were mentioning, you were baby stepping it. For me, it's been more like, okay. Uh, I haven't been baby stepping. I'm just no, like, you're, you're, okay. I was just like, I have this crazy idea with like my friend. I want to do it. Uh, I'm just going to go for it. Mm-hmm. And the good thing is like, she, she had been around for a while. So she was like, I know exactly who we're going to talk to. And we just made it happen. So I guess I, I had no chill. <laughs> so I guess it just depends on who you are as a person and uh, how far you want to take things that at work and how much you want to challenge. It also depends on your team. My team encourages that like just like if you want to do it go ahead we'll test it out if it doesn't work it doesn't work yeah you know it's part of the trial and error of the whole like like if you're doing like research and development and all these things and trying to develop this whatever application it's normal for things to not work maybe on the first try if it works on the first try great but if it doesn't it's fine too and you know that's every single thing that you do even if it's wrong it's a lesson learned and what not and, to do and like you said many companies are adapting that and they're actually looking yeah. towards people who have are doing those things mm-hmm. for employment so like in interviews or in, in things that they ask they, they're not asking what you're doing they're asking like what are you doing to add to that job are you bringing ideas yeah are you bringing value are you doing all these things and i guess for me what really helped get to disney was that in all the jobs that i've done there got to a point where I was starting to bring in those ideas. I was starting to kind of to contribute. So they didn't just see me as the person just doing the job. Because honestly, yeah. if you're just in there, and I'll be honest, there's people who unfortunately are not probably having the best time in their job who are probably just literally trying to be there just to end the day or whatever. And it's probably just a milestone to the next big thing. 
at the same time, it doesn't stop you from trying to learn skills or do things that could add to that. So you can now take that to the next job, you know, um, again, circumstances are different, but yeah. I don't know. I, I think, and I think I realized this now for the first time talking to you is how much in the six years that I've been working full time, how that culture is shifting already. Yeah. Because it just wasn't that hundred percent. It was a little bit there, but just wasn't hundred percent there. And it may be because of the defense industry. Maybe it was the times. I don't know, because like you mentioned earlier at Northrop, there are people that have been there for their entire lives. That's all they know. And they were encouraging you, you to be there for the rest of your life. And I'm like, I don't think I'm going to be about here. That. <laughs> I honestly don't think I'm going to be here for the rest of my life. So you're kind of like, you're surrounded by people who are so in love with this industry. You're kind of like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it, it depends on where your passions lie too, right? right? Like, I guess that's something very important to mention when you're doing this transition, like make sure that where you're going is somewhere where your passions lie. Like for me, when I was working at Siemens Energy, and again, I am an OBS type of person, I did not give a flying beep about <laughs> turbines. I don't care. I really don't care about the energy industry. Yeah. I did care. Maybe I had some interest in it. I didn't even know if I was going to like it. So I joined the company because it was going to pay my bills. And I worked there because it paid my bills, not because I liked the work that I was doing. And you know this, I was absolutely miserable most of the times that I was working at Siemens Energy because I just found no joy in the work that I was doing. and I guess that like me transitioning into this which is something that I'm so interested in learning about that has made this experience so on the other side of the coin like so enjoyable and Mm -hmm. just like nice and I guess for you it's something similar I know that you know your values didn't and this is very important when you're looking for a job make sure that the company that you're trying to get in their values align with yours because you're like there's people like I'm gonna change the company culture and I'm gonna bring my values and I'm gonna instill it in the company that's not true like this is a company that's been there for years and if you try to come in with a completely different set of values then you are going to be miserable because everybody else is different and you want to be in an environment where you relate to the people that you're working with and that you can become friends with the people that you're working with. And that, and that's the thing too, like sometimes you're just never going to know until you actually start working because yeah, 100%. You know, when, you go, when you go to these conferences, they'll paint the pretty picture. This is, this is kind of the company. They'll tell you what they do. They live and breathe the company. But when you start working there, not everyone either feels that way or just may not be evident so much. Like I'll be honest when I went to conferences recruiting for Northrop, I was like, man, I actually like work. Look at all the stuff that we're doing at these conferences. This is cool. I like this company. When you go back to work, you're like, no, oh, never mind. Oh, oh, yeah, that's, that's right. I got to do this. But the thing is, 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 is sometimes when you start working and we're talking very like one side of the coin right now, because yeah. we're having very positive experiences right now. There is the side where you may not be in hundred percent in love or so passionate about what you're doing right now. Or your values might not align. And, and that's perfectly fine. Because the one thing I do want to mention, and I will say this to you as like a, a type of advice is for like what it may be your next role or down the line, another company you decide to go to is like, you're just not going to know how it's going to be until you get there. And it might not be 100%. Oh, yeah. And a lot of people stress out so much when they're trying to get like when you're just about to graduate and you're trying to find that one job. 
which I 100% understand. You want to set up yourself for, for success. Yeah, 100%. But you just you want to be realistic to say, this may not be the best thing, but what am I going to do with, if it is that case to let, set me up to the next thing that might be the best thing? Yeah. Because I worked in cost engineering. It's not the most exciting thing in the world, but I met a lot of people and I worked with a lot of great people and I learned a lot. Quality engineering was an amazing opportunity. I got to work with some really cool people, some very big stuff, but I knew it was going to be a stepping stone to something. You know? So I wasn't going to kill yeah. myself if it, was, if it wasn't like the most exciting thing every day. And it, honestly, it all led to where I'm at right now, which I was yeah. able to take all that experience, positive or not, and turn it into something where I could say, look, I've got all this experience. You want to use it? And they're like, yeah, come on in. So like, yeah, you may be surprised that that for all those jobs that for people who are, may not be the most exciting are actually probably setting you up for that one job you didn't think would happen so quickly, which I'm probably the the, the poster boy right now for that, which <laughs> I, did not, I did not expect this to be happening so quickly. Yep. I wanted it to be the perfect case scenario. I was coming back from my vacation, looking ready for a new job, thinking, I hope it turns out this way. But realistic thinking that probably won't happen until later. Until, mm-hmm. Well, hey, now we're here. So I just wanted to put that out there because I don't want people to think that like it has to be the perfect job right out of college. It doesn't. And, in, and honestly, it might not be like realistically. Yeah, I, I'm definitely like a very like I guess fortunate position that I am in so uh, like I am in a role that I'm extremely happy in but you know I wasn't as happy in my internships so I guess that I learned Mm -hmm. I learned that like yes I you know it wasn't the most enjoyable experience but they did set me up for success where I am right now because had I not worked at these internships I wouldn't have even had any knowledge at all about what intelligent automation is and you know although it wasn't my favorite now it is coming to play because that's what they're looking for Mm -hmm. they're like whoa you've already had experience in this that's so cool you know challenge our status quo and bring in what you have to offer um but the thing the thing to that is 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 and i always tell people because they a lot of people this past year being now in the region have asked me Mm -hmm. how did you know like, I don't know what I want. I don't know what to do. I'm like, but how are you going to know what you like or you don't like until you start working somewhere? Mm-hmm. And like you just said, like you start learning what you don't like at these internships. And then you start realizing, and now here, I actually like this. So like, you're not going to know until you start doing it. So yeah. I feel like people need to, and I 100% understand because I was there stressing about finding that job. But now being in it, I'm telling people like, just do the work focus mm-hmm. be serious about it find something but don't be so stressed out about it because you have a long career ahead of you and i wouldn't be a, i wouldn't be too stressed out for a job that you probably will only have for either two or three years if that yeah yeah that's the thing like for me and you know again we're for transparency mm-hmm. before accepting my offer like before even interviewing anywhere else i got my return offer from amazon and i had that accepted i had that you know secured and i knew that it wasn't my cup of tea but i was like you know it is going to pay my bills it is going to give me like financial security i am not going to be scrambling or anything for a job if i can find something better good if not i'll go to amazon and i'm going to make the best of it and it's still again it's going to be my stepping stone it's going to be the like my way of learning and training and getting in 
new skills. And then from there, I'll move on to something that I like better and mm -hmm. use those skills that I learned in that job and leverage them to be like, hey, now I've got more skills. I've got, you know, more experience. Um, and I guess like I could become more selective about what I wanted, what I knew what I wanted. So, you know, I was able to do that before I, like, I got very lucky. But if you can, don't feel like it, like, it's the end of the world. Like, oh, my God, I have to work on my dream company and, right from the get-go. And I'm glad you brought that up because the one thing that I'm very happy of how this whole Disney experience started was I knew what I wanted going into it. Mm -hmm. Like, I wasn't going to settle. So even though I was ready to leave Norfolk, I wasn't going to be, like, taking whatever came because I already knew better type of thing, mm -hmm. you know? So like, I already knew what I wanted. I knew what I was looking for. And it just, again, it's just a miracle, a special case, I guess, that this particular job is pretty much where I wanted the next step to be, you yeah. know? So like, you know, it's it, for everyone who's stressing, like if it's a stepping stone, take advantage of it because it's going to be such a better feeling when you already know better down the road, what you really want and you're not going to settle. And then you end up getting a great opportunity. So. Yeah, and I think that also now that you're bringing that up, like you knew better and you knew what your strengths were better so you could better negotiate what you wanted. Mm -hmm. um, I want to bring that up because that's something that I am doing too. While in my program for transparency as well, like salary is non-negotiable, signing bonus are non-negotiable. Everybody mm -hmm. starts off at the exact same. Mm -hmm. You can negotiate how you invest your time. Uh, and I negotiated to have more time investment towards SHEP initiatives as a JJT recruiter and mm -hmm. in the global community thing. So like I'm going to be attending NILA, right? But I'm going to be there and I'm going to be like, you know, I'll be wearing my Johnson Johnson shirt the entire time. Just be like representing them, even though I'm not going to be presenting or anything like that. My boss was like, no, go ahead, like work from home those days because I know you're going to be busy uh during the chef national convention they're like no go ahead go to the conference don't worry about your responsibilities for your day job that's kind of how they call it uh for your day job mm -hmm. while you're there just go and completely focus on on that so don't worry about it uh we'll survive without you for a week <laughs> you'll be okay <laughs> but like you know i don't think i would have gotten and like and i was also mentioning to you that I probably would have tried to like go to GMIS um, if it weren't for some things that we have that are in the works right now. Mm -hmm. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> but um, you know, if it if you know, since I knew that I had like a strong presence in Chev and that they liked the fact that I was involved in Chev, like I used as. And I leveraged that to be like, okay, if you like me being in Chef so much and you like that I have a president Chef, then give me more time to be involved with Chef so that I can make a name for the company as well and get to work with the students a lot more and bring in valuable talent. They're like, okay, we can do that. I think that's manageable for us. So, And, I, and I'm jealous of that because it took me a while to fight. And I think the only reason I got like the chance to recruit was because I was involved in ship. Yeah. Because at Northrop, it's all about like, listen, if your team is not hiring or looking for people, we're more likely not going to send you to these things. And because I was president of the professional chapter and I was already making like 
connections with like the Hispanic resource group. And I was like, mm-hmm. look, you can get some good talent. Like there's a lot of like fighting to get into these, and then it's not even just Norfolk. I know it's a lot of companies are like you have to fight to get into mm-hmm. these opportunities. So I'm super jealous and happy that you're getting the opportunity. We're like, no, go. Like, yes. That's that's am, that's I'm rare. I'm so excited. <clears throat> like the second I got my offer, it was basically like, congratulations for your offer. Can you please recruit for Chef? Because we absolutely love the work that you guys do in mm. your region, and we because right now they're mostly focused on um like targets like almost all the target schools are in new jersey because the headquarters are in new jersey they're like since you're in this region and uh we have the vision facility like our headquarters here we want you to start recruiting locally we want you to get out there like you know whatever it is that you want to do whatever crazy thing it is that you want to do go ahead and do it and that's what we started the community so that we can also get other people that are interested to recruit more locally and bring in people more locally mm-hmm. so I'm very excited about that, that I was able to negotiate more time towards that, because as much as I love the fact that I'm pivoting my career to tech, you know, I love Shep and I love this community. So it is now my time to kind of give back in that sense, since if it wasn't for Shep, I probably wouldn't have this job. (laughs) Let's be real, Um, because actually my final round interviews were in person at the convention last year. You're disappearing. Like, you got some duties, but you got to go get an interview. (laughs) <laughs> i'm like i'm sorry i have a three-hour interview back to back everything bye-bye look <laughs> <laughs> oh man no that's good no and that's that's that that that's awesome i'm glad that and i know that johnson for people who don't know i think you mentioned it before um johnson johnson was like your dream not your dream company but like that's the company you wanted to work with and you were rejected yeah. a few times already oh yeah like they rejected me like five times <laughs> before getting this job so when I was actually looking for full-time I, I felt a little dejected and I was just like oh I'm not gonna apply to Johnson Johnson they've already rejected me so many times and this time around I got recruited so it was pretty cool um to see that they were still, in a way like keeping tabs on my progress because they were like okay we're waiting for you to like get better and improve and get to the point where you be in this competitive and like in this competitive program because this um just like fyi they only hire like 20 people Mm. in the entire country i think it's like 20 or 25 so um to me that's a little insane because they had over i i forgot the number it was either like 18 or 24 thousand like 2400 applicants for this like that that made it to the interview process right right right. and like out of all that people only 25 or so of us made it i to me that's just insane not only that and, and that's awesome but like i did want to mention that from a lot of people that i've met who have had like dream companies or company they really wanted to work with they end up not having the most positive experience some do but I, you're one of the rare people that i've met and know that so far and it's only been a month so let's let's give it a little bit of, of that but of time yeah yeah but, but the, at the same time <laughs> like you, the whole thing changes but what from what I, but what i'm heard like the opportunity you're giving to like the time and and like the, the innovation and like the challenging things that yeah. is super rare like no, yeah. no no joke and 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 you know i know a few people i know are be like what that's not fair type of thing yeah yeah no but like that wasn't always my experience you know like I really wanted to work for Amazon Mm. before like I was like oh my goodness like 
because I was really into logistics and I was like, I mean, come on, let's talk about Amazon logistics. Like, how can you order something? And within like, there's like, it could be at your doorstep, like within hours. Like yeah. to me, that's, that was just insane. Mm -hmm. And I really wanted to work for Amazon and I worked really hard. I made it to my internship and I was like, yeah, this ain't for me. This ain't <laughs> for me. Um, I'm learning a lot. It is really interesting. And I am extremely thankful for all the experiences that I got uh, that internship. But I, for me, it was not so much the work because I enjoyed the work that I did. Mm -hmm. It was more so the, the culture of the company that I just didn't agree with. And I was just like, I don't feel comfortable in this, in this culture. It's not it's not for me. And then that's how I learned like, okay, Amazon ain't it. But if it now comes you know. down to it, yeah. yeah. If it comes down to it, I am willing to work here because I do enjoy the work. It's just the culture of the company that doesn't 100, oh, sorry, that doesn't 100% agree with who I am as a person. Right, right, right. right. But, and like I said earlier, you're never going to know until you do it. And yeah. It's perfectly fine too. Like people freak yeah. out sometimes. It's just chill, man. It's going to be fine. I'm not going to die. Yeah. It's going to be fine. Yeah, so there's one more point I wanted to talk about because we mm. were talking about this briefly um, before and it was lifestyle inflation after <laughs> you graduate. So I won, yes, yes, because, you know, after you graduate, you're going to start making a lot more money that you were making before, probably. Um, so I kind of wanted to hear your side of the story and then I'll tell you guys my experience in the, in the month that um, I, <laughs> um, I literally went from zero to to something so like when I graduated a significant more amount of yeah, money yeah. When, I, when I graduated I had zero dollars it's not even a joke yep. I was broke I wasn't I didn't I decided not to work my last year of school because I just wanted to graduate school school yeah. school focus 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 I was barely involved in Shep only because I still knew a few people and I was like yeah whatever um, but yeah, and I, 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 it, it sucks because I had about two months between graduating to actually starting and I could have done what most people do travel, go do something. I just didn't have the money plain and simple. So I'd stayed home. Like at the time I was living with my girlfriend, we had moved in together and, you know, I hadn't, I had enough to like pay for like the bills and stuff utilities, like that, but yeah. yeah, utilities, but to like have fun time. Nah. And the worst part is, is I had a very reliable, and I will say this because I'm very proud of that car, 2001 Nissan Altima that took me from California, Nissan. To, yeah, <laughs> from California to Florida back in like 200 plus miles on it, thousand miles on it. Um, beautiful. Like, I love that car because it got me from A to B, but it died on me in my final semester. So my mom lent me like the broken down car that my family still had, which was still also dying. So I was not in a good place financially. Tell me about it. So I will say, I'll be honest, again, transparent. When I started working, it, I was more focused on just setting certain things in order before I started like either saving or doing these other things. Like first thing I really bought, my first big boy project was a new car because I needed a car. And as I mentioned earlier, I was commuting and the car I was driving was not going to get me it wasn't gonna last yeah for you it was definitely like a safety yeah, yeah, purchase yeah. it was more, more so safety than a pleasure. and i got the most basic car i could get it was a toyota corolla the most basic whatever that was that year i didn't care i just needed a car that was the bottom one 
Um, and then like I had to catch up on health stuff because I, I didn't have, you know, done any medical stuff in like a year because I, one, I wasn't working and two, I was already aged out of my parents, you know, how they cover you up until like a certain age. Yeah. I was already aged out. So I didn't have money to go to doctors. I did my checkups. I did all my dental work. Like I was wearing contacts at the time, going back to what you were saying. So thank you. Yeah. So <laughs> you're welcome. So I was doing all that. So like, you know, I was into like catching up to my, 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 my own self financially and eating more. So I was like, I wasn't eating a lot. So I was like, and you know, now I get to eat some places, take the lady out to some nice places. <laughs> but I wasn't going over the board. I was obviously being more conservative, but it was such a, it was such a, once all that stuff was done, it was such a weird feeling to like now have money. And I won't lie to you. There were some times where I was like, kind of like, well, now I can do this. Now I can, you know, that, buy this. What was, what was you saying? Like, that's why I got to. <laughs> okay. So for people who don't know, I don't, I, this is probably going to turn into like the, this year's like phrase. Because <laughs> what I, what I say to my friends is like, when every time I justify a purchase, it's like, listen, I got degrees on the wall. I earned this. Okay. <laughs> this is, <laughs> I don't care what anyone cool. says. <laughs> that's all I say. So I started, and it came out of nowhere. I was talking to my friend about it. So, but yeah, I started like just enjoying things. I, I you know, my wife and I moved, well, at the time, my girlfriend, we moved into a bigger apartment because we were living in a one bedroom, like sausage place. Um, yeah. And we moved into a better room. I ended up getting my man cave, which is my place of Zen. Um, you know, type of thing, but like, you know, little, little joys that I just never gave myself. So it, there was a period where I was just kind of like, I could have been saving, I could have been doing this, I could have had a little bit more uh, financial um, literacy, but, but the thing is, I was aware of it. But I wanted to take that time to really enjoy the fact that I actually have now the liberty of not feeling like I have to stretch every single penny, or not do this because I don't have any money type of thing, you know, but at the same time, I was smart enough to go, like, I'm going to go find a financial advisor, which I did get within a few months of working, like, begin getting, like, Roth IRAs and started saving money little by little. So while I was enjoying getting paid, at the same time, I was not dumb entirely. I was letting some yeah. stuff kind of begin to happen. And once I got used to having a paycheck every every week or two, became more about saving or investing or saving up for a house or becoming a little bit more smart with your money, which which... Um, you know, I'm glad that I'm in a good place. I mean, you know, this recently, and some people know this, I have went through some health stuff recently. So that kind of has juggled the monies a little bit, but, but at the same time, like I have a house, we bought it at the perfect time. Like you begin to set yourself up for success. Yeah. And if you do it wisely, you end up being in a good place and, you know, money might be a little tight due to health stuff recently, but I'm, I'm, I'm happy. Like we just got a lot a new washer and dryer today. So I'm super happy about it. Oh, nice. <laughs> it's That's the things, so... the things you get excited for when you, when you get older. When you house. become older. <laughs> I was literally, I got myself a knife set and I was like, I've got yeah. knives. <laughs> and I was so excited. I actually chopped off like half of my finger. Like it, it already healed, but it's, yeah. it's fine. Okay. Um, but yeah, I guess like in my particular experiences, I am, I've been a month into making money. Like it's again, I'm like, I can't believe this is my life. Mm -hmm. I can like when I've same thing as you, like there was a long period of time where I decided not to work because I wanted to 100% focus on my studies. So I was stretching every penny as mm -hmm. much as I could. 
Um, and then some family things happened and I had to start working again um, because my family just couldn't support me financially 100% anymore. Mm -hmm. That's completely fine. I started working again. Um, but because I was trying to help my family as much as possible, I wasn't able to save as much money as I would have liked. Mm -hmm. And those like in the final two semesters of school. Um, and so when I graduated, I didn't have zero dollars, but I wasn't like, if anything, I had like a thousand dollars left in the bank after the initial like payments and everything that I had to do. And when you're thinking like, man, I have to pay rent next month and this is not enough. Yeah. Like that brings so much stress mm -hmm. to yourself. Like I was just like, you know, if they decide to delay my start date, like I'm going to be like screwed. screwed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because like there's there's nothing else I can do. I have nowhere to go. I'm going to have to. I was extremely, extremely fortunate that I graduated without any student debt. Mm. Um, so I don't have to deal with student debt payments or anything. But I was just like, man, I am not I like I have I like I have nowhere to go. If I if they decide to delay, this was just me overthinking. Right. If they decide to delay my start date, I'm going to have to get a loan just so I can pay rent, mm. like, like a personal loan for me to pay rent. That's crazy. And, and to like cover my expenses. So that month between, because I had like a month between graduation and my start date, I was just stressing so much about money um, because I got all my bases covered. I was able to pay for the deposits. I was able to pay for everything. But that did leave me with like $1,000 left in the bank. And that was all I had. Like in terms of my assets, my net worth at that moment was $1,000. That was it. I had nothing else. Because, you know, my car is worth $0. I can sell that car for like five bucks and a chocolate bar. Right. That's probably as much as I'm going to get for that car. Mm -hmm. So I was just like, man, it's not like I can sell my car to pay rent or something. Like I'm not going to be able to go anywhere. Mm -hmm. So when I started working, first thing that I did when I got that, that signing bonus, straight to savings. I didn't even touch it. I closed my eyes. I didn't even think about it. I was just like straight to savings. Nope. <laughs> I am not going to look at it. I'm not going to spend it. Um, like the only thing that I invested in, it was like, like I literally set some money aside so I could pay for the, the race like inscript subscription thing or whatever. Yeah, the sign up. Sign up yeah. yeah, like the sign up thing. But other than that, I try not to spend any money. If I didn't need to spend money, I didn't spend any money. And I've been doing pretty good so far. Um, you know, according to my financial calculator. Yeah, the thing they yes, give you. Yeah. Uh, you know, and this is I it, for me, it's more about like planning for the future. I was able to fix my car finally. I don't know if mm -hmm. I told you that. Right. I have an A I have AC in my car after not having <laughs> AC in my car for about a year actually yeah uh, i finally fixed my ac so i'm gonna keep that car for as long as it decides to live so uh, hopefully significantly longer than more than six months hopefully because <laughs> my car as you were mentioning my car is also a nissan it's a 2008 nissan Sentra. Wow. but she's in the trenches and she's been in the trenches for a hot minute yeah um the good thing is like my commute to work is a mile away like 1.5 miles so I'm only driving three miles a day. It's not bad. Hopefully she'll survive right. <laughs> for, for a while. But, you know, since I've been 
like I've been so adamant about saving um in this past month <laughs> basically uh you know I was able like according to my my calculator by next month I'm gonna have my fully funded emergency fund that if they if they decide to fire me like that day like mm -hmm. after the day if they decide to fire me for whatever reason I don't obviously they won't but if they decide to fire me I have like five months to find a new job right I still have all my bases covered I am not going to be struggling like to me like that brings me so much mental health like peace yeah like, there is nothing like financial freedom like definitely and it's been but, pretty good but I haven't let my lifestyle get inflated so mm. the you know I was obviously with my rundown Nissan Sentra I was like first thing as, after I graduate and my mom told me the same thing bro you got your first paycheck you go to the car dealership and you get yourself a brand new 2022 car you get yourself your nice ride um and that's it and I was this close like this close to doing it but then I was like you know what I'm gonna invest in fixing this car there is no point for me to get a whole ass new car if I'm gonna be driving three miles a day yeah you know? yeah mm -hmm. there is no point for me to do that mm -hmm. and like in the instances that I have to go to like Orlando for Nila or things like that like if anything I can take the bus for that mm -hmm. and it's actually probably gonna be cheaper considering how expensive gas is right mm -hmm. now like there's no need for me to get a brand new car. So I didn't. And like within a month, I'm already in like a place financially where I can say like, I don't care if I get fired. Like I have so much peace internally because I've saved up successfully. And it's not like I'm not doing the things that I want to do. I told you guys, like I'll be going out to eat because I love to eat. Mm -hmm. uh, I've been doing like fun things. I signed up for the race. Like, um, you know it's I am a, not it, taking a, it's I'm a learning curve from, yeah because yeah. you, you starting to get used to now like okay what can I do while trying to yes. still be because one thing I remember doing when I was waiting to get to work is I got a, a credit card it was like my first credit card and I was like well this is going to help me survive a little bit and I was so stressed out like oh, the first page I got to pay off the credit card I don't like that I don't like having credit cards and I, yeah. I hate it I, I make sure my credit cards are always down to the most minimum and I'm very proud of paying the legal. but yeah. the thing is is like I had that mentality of like, I want to freak out. I hate that. And then start be like, I'm going to be fine. Like, I don't need to stretch yeah. pennies anymore. I don't have to, you know what I mean? So it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's nice. Cause it's like, like for me, it's been small things that like, it's not like significantly big purchases. Cause I am not like, right. I don't, I'm not like a very, I guess I'm not a material girl. Let's, let's call it that way. I guess right, 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 I am right. not about like, I want to like branded things and all this crazy stuff. For me, like treating myself to something is like, let me go to Starbucks today instead of making mm -hmm. coffee at home, mm -hmm. like that type of thing. And it's like, it's not a lot of money, but I do it, let's say I do it once a week. I'm only spending six more dollars than I was the previous week. Mm -hmm. Is it going to add up in the long term? Of course, but it's bringing me joy. And you have to give yourself, you have to give yourself those little, you have to give yourself yeah. those little, like pieces of joy because then otherwise you're just gonna still be in that mentality of like I have to stretch every penny and that's gonna bring you more stress yeah. and there's no point like um in stressing if you are making money you just have to be smart enough to go report and be like yeah. you know if it's a ten dollars in twenty dollars out uh-uh that's not good just make sure that 
you're staying and living well below your means without necessarily like stressing about you know i have to be on budget like yeah, but, go over budget a little bit once a, in a while it's yeah but the, to go to your point i think this is a good way to, to kind of end it on that is like eventually your, your your lifestyle will inflate based on what you get used to now having because eventually with time you're going to be like i can afford this maybe you may not be materialistic and i'm not either it's like maybe i like this certain brand of shoes or i like this certain yeah type of thing because this is now what i enjoy and i know i can afford it without actually breaking the bank so you be, you'll begin to slowly inflate a little bit but as long as you maintain that mentality of like what you're saying you know i'm still gonna say i'm still gonna have my my things like you're gonna be fine because those are people like yeah. you said people go off right to the car dealer and get your thing even though i technically did that mine was more out of necessity than than oh yeah no my, like yours is like validating you were commuting <laughs> yeah you were yeah. commuting a long yeah. time yeah. and being in a car that's not safe like yeah. obviously if that's your case go ahead and buy your car like that's fine yeah. but i guess my recommendation is like don't buy it like if you need to buy a car don't buy a car that's like brand new out of the leadership that's like 50k and get mm -hmm. yourself 50k in debt right off the bat like yeah. get yourself a car that is not that expensive even if you get yourself in debt you're able to gonna like you're gonna be able to pay it off pretty quickly um try to stay debt free for as long as you can if you have to have a credit card pay it off um well you're gonna have to have a credit card like you gotta build your credit somehow you have to build your credit somehow yes so have a credit card but if you use it pay it off that month like just make sure that you're you're not spending more than what you make and i feel like that's uh, what a lot of people fall into when they graduate out of like when they graduate college and they're like wow now i'm making big money um max out the credit card live this lavish lavish lifestyle and sure it looks great. You're going to love it in that moment, but you're not going to love the stress that it's going to bring no, after. It's not worth it. It's it's not worth it. it definitely isn't worth it. I'm just like, I'm literally chilling at home every day. I'm like, let me make lunch instead of going out for lunch. The type of thing. It takes me no time. I find joy in it. And, and the then, thing, and the thing too, like even going further now, hopefully in a few years, you're able to do this. When you get a house, yeah. like you can start to think, and this is how our mentality was, was, we could either get a very super nice house with everything, or we could be smart, get a decent house, may need some work done, but there's so much pride also that's added to the fact that you were able to make an affordable house work and you can make all the improvements yourself without breaking yeah. anything. Like, and you're yeah. you're building your home. You're you building know? the home. It feels nice. Yeah, it feels like I got a dryer now. It's freaking awesome. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm I, like, like, it's a little it's thing. Like, it's the little things and mm. they're not necessarily expensive you don't have right. to have like the like the newest things right off the bat like you're gonna work up to that moment like there's gonna be you know maybe you're gonna be making millions of dollars a year later on and in that moment go ahead and spend yeah go like money yeah. exactly if that's what you'd like but in the meantime you know while you're while we're still getting started there's no point to go and like go crazy and like be stupid with your money getting yourself in more debt if you are in yeah, debt. yeah. like it, it makes no sense yeah. but well, uh, yeah for the sake of time because we are running out i think we have one more thing we have to go to or at least i have to go to um but i know at least for everyone's aware we are planning and mariana's planning with her team to do a financial literacy workshop down the yes. line so that's something that will be coming so it's the financing 
we could go on and on, but that's a very important topic that we hope to continue to talk to everybody about. Um, yeah. But besides that, I hope you guys enjoyed our conversation. I guess you can imagine from our, our the way we, we talk, we can go anywhere, everywhere at one time. Yes. Uh, we hope <laughs> you got some insight to our experiences, even though ours has been very positive so far, you know, I myself and even from Ryan and her internships, we know what it's like when we're working with people who may not vibe with us or the company's just not fitting where we want to be. It's yeah. perfectly fine. If you're in this transition, whatever the case, take, take advantage of it. Take a, you know, learn, grow, absorb, and begin to like the thing, figure out the things that you'd like and the things that you don't like. And believe me, guys, it, 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 with, with time and experience, you become to figure those things out that those decisions become easier down the road. And it's, been working for me and and mariana has been doing well so far so hopefully that continues we'll probably do a check-in in the next few months to see how you're doing see how that experience is going we might oh, not yeah, be, that'd be we, pretty cool. we might be like we hate it now this is some, this is horrible <laughs> hopefully like, not hopefully not hopefully not, hopefully not. i but, i'm gonna be a for lifer <laughs> just kidding <laughs> Um, but yeah in the meantime you know obviously we want to respect everyone's time but hopefully we'll continue the conversation in other episodes but um yeah thank you guys for listening uh until next time uh, just stay tuned to our socials and all that good stuff i know what's coming up as i mentioned earlier we have our, our social august 4th uh, you can find out on social media when and where that will be but yeah until next time everybody thank you for listening bye